This is the Run In My Mouth Friday Funny, where it's funny because fill in the blank. I'm your host, Carly Sauer, aka Coach Carly, and today's podcast is a dynamic warm-up short excerpt from our upcoming episode to get you even more jazzed about tuning in than you already are. Hope you enjoy it. Happy weekend. And don't forget to leave your five-star review before you cool down and X out. Our full episode that will be released on Monday is an enriching conversation between Colleen Rufus and myself. You'll be taken along for the ride of Colleen's life development, how her faith has been a steadfast directional beacon, and the impact she is making in the world of women's health. It's funny because it's so powerful and wonderful, yet often downplayed. Be sure to follow the Run On My Mouth podcast here to be alerted when Colleen's episode drops on Monday. I feel like a big piece of staying grounded and trusting the process and really just knowing that we'll come out the other side is our faith. Absolutely. Right? And we talk about it a lot and whenever something, you know, good is happening or whenever something is kind of going awry or when tragedy strikes, like we're always texting each other about prayers. Send me a prayer. I sent you a prayer. I prayed for you today. You know, that kind of thing. And I just feel like that's so powerful. And that was like one of the biggest things I did when I had COVID. I didn't pray like, you know, make me better, right? Like it was nothing like that. It was like, please give me the strength to get out of bed in an hour so that I can feed Sienna. Right. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. You know, it wasn't like, I feel like shit, please make me better, heal me. It was, please give me enough strength and enough nourishment in my body where I can feed my daughter. Things like that, having that foundation and that basis and that steadfast peace in our lives, which I can speak to because we literally talk about it every single day. I know. (laughs) It's just like so big. I mean, would you, you would agree, I'm guessing. Oh, 100%. You actually gave me goosebumps because right when you brought up faith, I was looking at, I have my pink cross bracelet on that you gave me. And of course you bring up faith right as I'm touching it. (laughs) But yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And um, I think faith is just such an important part of our lives. And, you know, I, I feel like that's why you are truly one of my best friends is because we can relate on that level. And, you know, God and faith are part of our life, not just with family or, you know, friendships, but I mean, I'll pray when I'm at work. I, I depend on my faith to get me through every day, whether it's good things, hard things, you know, whatever it may be. I just think faith and the power of prayer are just huge. So I love that we share that. Yeah, me too. And I I totally agree with you. You know, like we've spoken recently about like a prayer chain, you know, or Mm -hmm. having sort of extended family reach out with prayers, uh, whether it be like full rosaries or just, you know, including someone, you know, in, in your prayers at mass or your nightly prayers or a little, a little prayer during the day, you know, whatever it is it means a lot. And I feel that even if somebody doesn't 
fully believe in where the prayer is going, where the you know energy lies and the direction comes from and the comfort and all of that in terms of God, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a knee-jerk reaction with, and this is a, a swooping generalization, but I, I feel that it's it's okay to do because of what I'm about to say. Whenever something bad happens, tragedy strikes, people always say thoughts and prayers, Mm -hmm. right? And I've witnessed, you know, with my own eyes, so (laughs) many people who I know are not prayerful and who don't believe, who don't practice religion, who I 1,000 million percent know haven't prayed in like 15 years they'll say that like on someone's Instagram post or, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's nice to see that. Right. If you're not actually going to pray for me or pray for that person or whatever, don't say it. Right. Just say I'm sending, you know, my positive thoughts to you or I wish you the best or I'm so sorry that happened. Here's a, you know, here's a hug, a virtual hug. Say something else. Don't don't say thoughts and prayers or don't say like praying for you or something when you're not. Yeah. Like there's a big there's a big power to it. And if you if you're going to do it, that's incredible. If you're not, that's okay. Yeah. It's fine. You know, like there's no judgment. That's literally the whole basis of what we believe is there's no judgment I don't judge anyone for what they do they can do whatever they want to do anyone who knows me know that that is a thousand percent the truth (laughs) the only time I care is when it infringes upon me and if you like hurt me right like you knew me as an athlete (laughs) if somebody (laughs) hurt me or came near one of my teammates I would have them not in a good way (laughs) but and other otherwise like I don't give a shit go do what you want to do just right don't be mean. Right. Well, I have, I have two thoughts to that. Um, with prayer, I, for me personally, I try to show gratitude, right? Um, because I, I want to celebrate the things that I am blessed with and thankful for. So, you know, I have that devotional that I gave mm-hmm. you a copy as well. And I read it every morning when I'm having my coffee. And about a year or so ago, I got into this routine of reading the devotional and then writing down 10 things that I was grateful for from the day before. And it was just such a good way to start my day. And I honestly should get back into writing the the things that I'm grateful for. But the second thought was just how powerful prayer really is. And, you know, my, my niece, two and a half, almost three weeks ago, had that really bad accident. And I've had a few big events like that in my life where the power of prayer is just really present. And Mm -hmm. in my opinion, like a miracle happens. And the fact that we had so much prayer coming from, from like you girls that were in my wedding, I let all of y'all know immediately when, when Annie got into an accident, and there were just prayers coming from across the country. Your your in-laws were praying for my niece who they've never met. You know, I yeah. have friends from work, friends from childhood and our, you know, our friends here. And she went 
back to school last I week. I love that. It's so amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, I, I think she is literally a miracle, a walking miracle. And it could have ended totally different. But I just, it's such a wonderful reminder of how powerful and wonderful prayer is and also how it really makes people come together. And it was just so, it was, the feeling was so special that so many people were praying for my niece who they had either met one or two times or maybe they never knew, you know? Yeah. So. Totally. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. It's just, it's it's a sense of community in terms of understanding, mm-hmm. understanding that there's no judgment, understanding that there's, there's nothing that's going to stand in the way of the support network, right? regardless of what you're going through. But yeah, so I just think it's so powerful where you think about the community and the support and all these things. And you and I have spoken about it before in terms of physically going to mass versus not. So yeah, so beyond just the actual congregation for faith, it's it's also a bigger, and I started taking the dogs, well, I guess at the time it was Bucky and then my sister's dog, Fletcher, take them to the blessing of the animals. Oh, I it's love really, that. Yeah, it's a really cute service. And they did it at our church here. And Sienna was so tiny. I had just dropped JJ off the airport. I came home. I was like, you know what? I have time to get everyone ready. So I got, I loaded up the two dogs in the back of my car, Sienna, (laughs) and I took the whole brood. We all went. It was like the funniest thing. I'm like, well, here we are. So So, special. Yeah, people thought that was like really goofy. But so the other thing, I don't think I ever told you this, but I would love your thoughts and how you would have solved this because I've, reflected on it, prayed about it, you know, sought guidance on it. Cause I'm really not sure that I handled it to the best of my ability as a grown working responsible woman. Sure. So I was in a job in the city and like I said, my church was very important to me and having that every week or whatever. And I, I mean, and anyone who's listening who's in fitness or has been in fitness or whatever, you know, it's a grind like seven days a week. You know, it's 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 essentially sales. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, Colleen, you and I have spoken a, a ton about this where you're basically working all the time. Right. You know, right. I mean, you're basically in the car. If someone calls you, you're taking notes, on, you know, on your phone or in uh, a notepad. You're you're thinking about work all the time and clients and accounts and all this stuff. Fitness is the same, right? It's the same thing. It's sales. You're always thinking about clients' programs and who your clients are and how to get new clients and your classes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was working seven days a week, just absolute grind, which meant I had to work on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And the class I had to teach was at 1045, which means I can't go to the early mass. And I also can't go at 1045 or noon mass because it was an hour long class. I had to be there 30 minutes early and it took me an hour to get there. <laughs> so <laughs> that 1045 class was literally my whole day. Sure. So I would teach that and then go for a run and come home. And then it was like three or 4 PM and literally that's my whole day. So insane. I know, but I did it for a long time. And mm-hmm. then I picked up a 3 PM class at that job. So not only could I not go to the early mass, but there was no way I could go to a midday mass. So then I discovered the 7 p.m. Sunday Mass, 
Mm-hmm. And it was great. It served its purpose while I had to go to that. I know for, oh God, I, I, I guess I did that mass for like two years. But in that period, there was a very early morning mass. I think it was like 7.30 that started up that I could go to. Mm-hmm. And this is before I discovered the 7 p.m., whatever. So I'm in this crazy Sunday thing and, you know, I couldn't go to church on Saturday night and they didn't have mass Saturday night at my, at my church. And so I found this new, like, I think it was 7.30, yeah, 7.30 a.m. mass. And so I was like, oh, I'll get up and I'll go to that and then I'll go to work. Right. So I was in the process with that job trying to switch around my class schedule because if I did that mass and went to work, that means I wasn't home for Bucky for the whole day. Right. I'd have to leave him at like 720 and then I'm not getting home again until three or so. So that's like a wicked time for a dog to be alone. So I was like trying to figure it out, whatever. Finally, I've got that job to agree to sort of change my schedule a little bit. I would teach a little bit later of a class. That way I could go to mass, come home, take Bucky on a nice long walk, shower, and then go to work. Okay. Okay. Great. It took me a couple of years to make that happen, mind you. So it wasn't overnight. It's I had to work on it, work on it, work on it. Finally got it set. Because that class got moved back, another mm-hmm. job where I was working, again, fitness people, you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was teaching at like five different places. Another <laughs> job I was working, woman owned, which now is like a big thing in the world. Um, <laughs> woman owned business found out that my class got moved back. And I mean, it's not, it wasn't a secret, right? It's a public schedule. You could go on the website and see my schedule. Right. And she wanted me to teach early. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem teaching early. I used to teach 6 a.m., 5 a.m. classes every single day of the week. I would have clients on the weekend at 7 a.m. Like I have no problem with early mornings. I love early mornings. But I had to push back and say I can't because like I go to mass at that time. You Good know, for I you. Said, yeah, I said I, I. that's my time for worship. I go, you know, at 7.30 or whatever I said. And she wanted me to teach at 8 a.m. And I said, no, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm sorry. Like, I would love to take the class. Trust me, I would love the money, but I can't. So is there another time? Can I switch with someone? She wrote back. This is all in email. It's in writing. Like, I, still, <laughs> I still have it. Um, she wrote back that she didn't believe me that I go to church and that she was going to call my former employer to see if I gave him a hard time about class time because of church what and yeah so I responded what (laughs) (laughs) I think with anything in life you do the best you can and make the best decision with the information you have um and so I think you handled it well and it's also 34 year old Carly would probably handle it different than how old were you? 20 something, right? When this happened? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess 27. Yeah. So for me, I probably would have had a conversation with this person in person. I, I just think everything can be read the wrong way via email, text message, you know, whatever it may be. But I think hearing your entire story, I probably would have done the same thing because, I mean, you needed the job, you needed the money, 
I'm glad that you were honest and told her, you know, I, I'm going, I go to church at this time <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it, it makes me very sad that someone treated you like that because you were kind of pushed into a corner, if you will, and, and didn't really have many options. I mean, what were you supposed to do, lose your job and not be able to pay rent? You know, I mean, so I, I think you handled it the right way. I think, I think I would have handled it the same. I think today, though, I, I probably would have had a conversation in person. And I don't know if that happened at a later date um, with you and, and this manager. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't go well. I'll tell you my agreement with you on the in-person for anything getting misconstrued in, in letters on paper, right? In mm-hmm. terms of email, text message, whatever. But with something like this, having been through legalities in the past, with, sure. you know, lawyers documentation. Stuff, yes. Getting mm-hmm. things in writing is the most important thing. Otherwise it's a he said, she said, yeah. and you're fucked, you know? Yeah. So, so even though I didn't want it to be in writing, it just so happened to be because I was emailed the opportunity for that class. And I gave my reply, which was very candid, like I can't, and this is why. And when it escalated, I, I did ask for that in-person meeting and it, it did not. It did, it did not, not happen. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it happened. It didn't go well. <laughs> I also want to commend you though. I mean, you know, seriously being like a woman of, of faith and you were putting church and your hour at church ahead of your, your job, which is fantastic. Right. And, um, you know, I, I really value that hour a week as well. And I totally agree with you when you said it's like the one hour where you turn your phone off and you can just be with God and, and Sienna and JJ. Right. Um, when I, was in graduate school living in Spain. I one of my favorite memories is every Sunday going to mass. Mind you, I was the only 22-year-old going to church <laughs> in Spain. It was me and all of the abuel- abuelos, yeah, yeah the it, all everyone had white hair except for me in oh, mass awesome. and uh, it was one of my favorite things and when Ben and I went on our honeymoon, uh, one of our favorite memories is going to mass at a little church in Italy. And we were the only (laughs) non-Italians there and it was so fun. And I just think those times where you can just be quiet and just be with God and not have technology interrupting your thoughts, it's so powerful and it's so important. So I think that too, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. You said like, it's the only hour a week. Mm-hmm. Like people have a lot of things where they do their selves only hour a week. You know, like a lot of people have a cutoff time for work. You're like, I'm signing off at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, good for you. Like I fucking can't. I have clients <laughs> who text me at 11 p.m. I have colleagues who get quote unquote sick at midnight and I need to teach their fucking 6 a.m. class. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there's I don't get to shut off. Fitness is 24-7. The gym opens at 5 a.m. It doesn't close till 10 or 11. It's almost the way you have to look at uh, like a restaurant, right? Sure. Like you go to a restaurant to eat. You're there for an hour, hour and a half or so. Fine. If your service sucked, instead of being a dick and not tipping the person, <clears throat> recognize that maybe their dad just died, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe their husband just 
got in a car accident five minutes ago and she can't leave because she needs the money. Like you don't wait tables because you don't need the fucking money. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like you wait tables because you fucking need the money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be grinding with fitness classes, teaching 35 fucking classes a week if I don't need the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I clearly don't have a, you know, fixed income coming in from some cushy salary job where I can shut my laptop at 6 p.m. and put my fucking feet up. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like funny. People have no perspective. They really have no perspective. Um, and the way people treat other people is a direct reflection of how they view themselves. funny I this is not where I was gonna go with this thought but <laughs> I, I need to now that I'm talking about it because you mentioned that you went to grad school in Spain and lived there and I certainly have have lived in a bunch of different places at this point that thought that I was just touching on of you get comfortable somewhere everything's familiar you've got your space your people your relationships you know friends family boyfriend girlfriend whatever it is and then you just make a decision a life decision Mm-hmm. to move for whatever reason, to physically relocate for whatever reason, right? right? School, school, family, job, whatever. How powerful is that? I find it so powerful. It's just so, I don't know, like you learn so much about yourself and the world. And I don't know. I mean, I, you've moved a couple of times. Totally. So why don't you give a little lowdown of like <laughs> your sort of geographical map? I mean, I will, I will say though, as a, as a kid, I was the kid that was a homebody like, or homebody, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. It's my Southern accent coming into play. Um, <laughs> and I was a kid that went to summer camp and got homesick and wrote letters home to my mom and dad asking them to please come get me because oh, I didn't like having to wear shower sad. shoes. So, oh my yeah, so I was that kid, right? And I can laugh about it now. Uh, but my, you know, I have to give my mom credit. She always, you know, wanted me to spread my wings, go, like she wanted me to go away from Georgia to, to college, not because she wanted me far away, but she wanted me to see this amazing world. And, you know, now traveling is my passion and that's, you know, what Ben and I love to do as a couple. And, we get a lot of joy and we, we enjoy talking to people from different places. You get a lot of wine from it too. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we have a bottle waiting for you when you guys come. <laughs> well, I'll bring my wine suitcase. Please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's It's scary and hard to move to new places, but the reward from doing it and just what you learn about yourself and the opportunities that present themselves, it's it's amazing. And I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. agree. 